Hello and welcome back to the Creative Club Podcast. You're here with John Marsh. And if you're a coach or creative business owner, this is your show to learn the key skills you need to attract your clients, grow your business, and build confidence. In today's show, I'm joined by Ben Conquest. Ben is a holistic health coach. He's a Czech practitioner, which means he helps people get out of pain move better, feel better, understand nutrition and lifestyle factors that can help them to live a life that they love. Today, we talk about getting started in business, how he's going about that and how he's starting to grow as a coach and create the business of his dreams. Let's jump into the show. You're here with John Marsh and this is the Creator Club podcast. Yeah, like a little bit of your lead up to this position here. Okay, so I'm originally from the Central Coast, moved to Newcastle probably five or six years ago now for work. I got sent a a paramedic and um, got a posting here, which I was pretty happy about. So we moved up here um, and then I started to get into the health and wellness sort of side of things and started studying through the Czech Institute purely out of trying to fix myself. So I had this... Um, left side low back pain that would just flare up and just have me on my back for a couple of days at a time. And that would happen like two or three times a year. But then I had this sort of underlying, just little ache in my left hip just permanently. And I, I was, I tried physios, I tried everything and just couldn't get a handle on it. And um, yeah, I discovered uh, what Czech practitioners do and saw some of the results they had and I couldn't find one locally. So I was like, well, I'm going to become one and fix myself. So I started studying that and, and then I eventually found a guy who was on the central coast and I saw him and managed to fix all my own uh, issues and then started helping my wife had a few things and some family members. And then now I've decided I want to take that into public space and help as many people as I can. Um, and especially coming from being a paramedic, I just, you see this revolving door of the medical system. Like people reach out, can you fix me? No one else can fix you. And they just get their symptoms masked and they just keep going on in a state of being unwell or in pain and Mm. never really finding a long-term solution. Talk to us a little bit about the, what drew you into uh, the Czech way of doing things and maybe just explain that a little bit for the people listening with the differences between that and maybe other ways of coaching people or training people, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I think it was an area that I was really lacking in my life. I didn't, I was purely looking at physically and then I sort of discovered the check model, which is all about sort of having balance across your whole aspect of your health. So physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, um so yeah paul check talks a lot about the six foundations of health so you've got breathing thoughts and emotions nutrition hydration sleep and then movement is only one very small part of it so i sort of discovered that and thought hey that sounds interesting and once i learned more and more about it and started to find balance in my life across all those areas that's when i really found some improvement and um it's just it's an it's a way of looking at your body from a from a broader viewpoint that um, realizes that just doing corrective stretches or exercises is not going to 
fix you if the problem is being caused by emotional diet, all these other things. Like mm. you've got to you've got to take the whole picture into consideration. How is that? Because he's got those the four doctors that he talks about the 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 last four doctors you'll ever need: Doctor Quiet and Doctor Really Doctor Diet, Doctor Doctor Movement, and Doctor Movement. Doctor Movement. How so? You know, from a paramedic background, where like you said, people will call up to get something, you know, with a specific thing that they want fixed or patched up. Um, which, you know, is going to have a huge value at times as well, like obviously, but how did that sit with you um, to balance those two? Okay. On one side, I'm looking all my workers in this sense. And then on the other side, Paul's saying, I've got these, you know, Dr. Quiet, which should be pretty different to things that are happening, you know, in the, in the other work. Is there uh, uh not conflict, but how did you, how did that feel for you at the time when you first started to learn about that stuff? Yeah. I don't know if conflict is the right word, but it's, there's definitely a difference. Mm. And, um, and that's not to say that they don't both have a place. Like, I mean, if you're getting pulled out of a car wreck, the last thing you need is natural holistic remedies. You need to be seeing a paramedic and you need to be getting into surgery or whatever. Like, um, but if you've got like long-term chronic things, if you don't address doctor quiet, doctor diet, like no amount of medicine's ever going to make those go away. Mm. Like there's, there's so many analogies, but like say one is if you've got a nail in your tire, modern medicine pulls the nail out of the tire, but then you keep driving your car down the road covered with nails. Um, you've got to clear the road and then you're going to stop getting nails in your tire. So mm. But yeah, there's, there's absolutely a place for both. Like, yeah, you need surgery. You need, you're in cardiac arrest. No amount of meditation is going to help you. You need to get fixed up. One of my good friends and my first, because when I got into the personal training set back in, back in sort of 2009, 2008, my mentor, his name was Chris Jones. He, uh, he runs primal movement in Sydney and they, they're check all checkies and he he got me into all this stuff back then and uh in a couple of years ago so we were this was fast forward 10 years we were in almost 10 years we were in melbourne and i got a call from a, another friend and they said something's happened to chris and so I, I was walking to work at the time i sat down and anyway i was prepared for this the worst news which it was my the guy, Chris, who was my mentor in the Czech stuff and the personal training had been caught under a tree that fell over. And, um, it basically crushed him like his whole pelvis. And it was, it was bad. Like we didn't know what was going to happen for a few days, but what saved him, you know, and this was someone who's dedicated his whole life to holistic health. They, they got him out. They got him out with a helicopter and they got the tree off. And then he was, over here in Newcastle with some of the best surgeons. Uh, the paramedics couldn't believe that he made it to the hospital. And uh, it was amazing to hear his story. And, you know, he talks about when he was under this tree, he was using breathing techniques to calm himself down and to stay, basically to stay alive, to stay awake. And so he was, ble- and then when he was in the hospital, he had these people who were the best in the world 
And then on the other side, he had all of us and people around the world meditating and praying for him and cooking bone broths for him and bringing him food. And it was so cool to see the two worlds, you know, often they'll throw stones at each other, but when the two came together, uh, it absolutely saved his life. It was amazing, you know, so I hundred percent believe and agree with what you're saying there. Yeah, that's incredible. And you can get into some pretty deep stuff there. Like you look at uh, like Joe Dispenza's work where he starts mm-hmm. to talk about the quantum field and like how yeah. much can your meditation around the world help? Like, I don't know. That's pretty out there, but it's interesting. We were throwing, yeah, people were, people were throwing everything at it. It was, it was, it was so on the edge that there was Joe Dispenza people doing that. There was, it was really cool. And then obviously the, the Western stuff and, the actual surgery was just incredible what they what they were able to do um but it was a yeah it was a real poignant i think case of that and to see you know to see both of them come together so man uh can you tell us a little bit about this parlay of uh moving from the interest of health and learning say learning check learning these things into, okay, I want to help people. And what does that look like? This is a business. What does that mean? What do I do? Like, how did that go? Um, how did the next chapter look for you as a, as a business owner and someone who's starting to get out into the market and into the community? And I guess, um, building that side of it beyond just being an interest. Yeah, that is the golden question. That was, I had no idea where to start. I thought like, everything I've learned has helped me. It's helped my family members. It's, um, I know it's got so much value. Now I just want to help everyone, but like, no one knows what you're doing. How do you, like, it was so hard for me to think, how are people going to come and find me to work with me? And, um, I guess sort of like practicing what I preach, like you need to get a coach and that's where you guys came in of uh, creator club. It was like one of those moments of the universe, just providing what you need. Um, and I don't even know how, but you guys just popped up on my Instagram one day and I went on and had a look and it was like, Oh, win the week framework free download. So I went and had a look at that and thought, Oh, that's pretty cool. And then had a look at a few of your other things. And I realized I need help. Like, I've got a very small audience on my Instagram, which was the only idea I had of how to grow a business. But no matter what I put on there, no one was really looking. Um, so yeah, I had to realize I knew nothing and find some people that did know stuff. And that's where you guys came in and have been helping. Cause yeah, I do not know anything about business. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, cause when you hear that on from, from our side, like when we watch you, it looks like, you know, exactly. You're doing a great job. Like, you know, and it's all to be totally honest, like it's all you doing it. So I, I commend you for everything you're doing. It's really, really fun to watch. What's some of the, what were some of the specific early challenges uh, or, or, you know, ways of thinking or like, what was your journey like, whether it was the resistance mentally or you learning to use technical things like, what was the big shift for you that you have now learned or taken on or that you do in your own world in terms of thinking about your self as a business and the work that you do as a business? 
Oh, there's so many, but probably the biggest thing is just that self-doubt and the, the, the whole thing, I guess you could look at it as like imposter syndrome, like, oh, I'm not good enough to be doing this because of X, Y, Z. And then also that other thing that goes with it of thinking about how much people are judging you and what you're doing. And um, yeah, I, I was at a Czech course um, and we did this exercise that uh, it was Joe Rushton was the coach at that course. She's an amazing woman and she did this exercise and it made me realize that I was so scared of judgment because of how judgmental I am towards other people. So if like a massive thing of me has been let go of judgment of others Mm. and then you start to realize that, um, well, no matter what I do, people are judging it, whether I'm comfortable with what I'm putting out or whether I'm putting up a shield or a mask, Mm. no matter what it is that you're putting out there, people are going to judge it and that doesn't affect me in any way. So just to go with it. And I think one of the things that you said early on too was people are going to look at you and what you're doing and they're going to judge it. Most of the time, if they don't agree with it, they're just going to move on by and never take notice of you. So that doesn't matter. And then the people that do take notice and are interested will come and talk to you. So mm-hmm. who cares if people are judging and moving along, that doesn't matter, but it'll get you to that, that one or two people that you can actually really make a difference for. Yeah, so, that's cool. Um, sometimes I've thought about that myself. I really loved what you said there around that. It, it usually comes back to what you're thinking, like, you know, that you're judging others. And I, I remember getting onto social media back when I first jumped onto it. Cause I was a super late bloomer. I didn't, I didn't like it. I had the, I, I would get on it. Then I would quit and then I'd come back and, and then I realized the same thing that you were talking about. I think I was so focused on the judgment side of things that it was stopping me totally. And um, then more recently, I was like, you know, you can try to rid the world of judgment and you can go around and, um, you know, try to say, don't judge people or try to try to eliminate judgment from the world. But it, it seems to be impossible because it's a part of our way of, it's also a survival mechanism as part of way of living. And then I was like, oh, okay. So once you're clear on the people that you serve and you actually do pay attention to their judgment, right? Which is the people who are judging you and your service. But then at least you've got something to work with. You know, you've got a band of, of um, an audience, you know, that's specific. How did you, how did you get over that? And how did you start to, because you create quite a lot of content and you're pretty consistent with your marketing. Has that become easy for you or how did you start to navigate that? Uh, I don't think it becomes easy. There's just like maybe less resistance. There's still always that little voice of like, oh, you look like an idiot. What are you saying this for? Whatever. But I think um, just realizing that I'm, becoming more confident in who I am as a person and being okay with voicing that. And um, I think the, the most fear of being judged came around like the people that were closest to me. And once you 
like really open up and share who you truly are to your closest friends, then it becomes easier to like randoms. So I think that has like really realizing that I need to and want to live true to my own self. And it doesn't matter what other people think of that. Um, that has probably been the biggest thing which has been a lot of like meditating and emotional deep diving and looking at psychological archetypes and stuff like that. And looking at how I play my role in my family and the world. Mm. Super interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So when you went from being interested in health, helping the people around you, to a little bit more of a position as a business and having obviously you you crafted your offer and you've got a specific way of working with people what was the next step like how did that feel to start to see i guess traction or people take you up on your offer or uh, what did that feel like to go from you know theoretically i can help people into okay Brian's booked in on Thursday at 3 p.m. and I've got this thing I've got to deliver and my whole process and what did that feel like to kind of get that first that early stage growth oh terrifying it's um, it? <laughs> yeah like you know deep down that you've got the the skills and you've got value to bring to people but it's like being a little kid again like you just get all nervous and um like your analogy is always of dating like it's something that you're really excited to do when you want it, but you're terrified at the same time. Um, but yeah, just, it feels so good. Like I remember the, like the first session of like a first actual client, like someone I didn't know just came home, like beaming, like it just feels so good. Like this is what I'm meant to do. Like, and it feels so good to be able to help someone. Like, yeah, it feels amazing. You get over that initial resistance and the, the nervousness. And then like uh, people always say that that growth comes from just outside your comfort zone. Mm. It feels yeah. so good. And then what have you done? What's it look like for you to go from, you know, I guess, say my friend's friend as the first person or, you know, the guy down the street or that close contact first person that you help or client to, you know, being out there in the community, how have you sort of started to spread awareness? What are some of the things that you've found helpful, you know, because a lot of people listening will maybe be early in their journey of coaching or creative business and looking for that next, that, you know, that next broader level of awareness What's some of the stuff that you've found helpful to get yourself out there and start to build, I guess, build a little bit of brand and, and a bit of, um, you know, realization that you're there and, and that you do this work. Uh, yeah. So one of my things at the moment has just been really on like building community and um, just trying to find as many people in like the Newcastle area who are into the same sort of field as me um, that holistic health. Uh, so I've been doing some breathwork meditation sessions down at the beach. Lockdown has kind of put a few speed bumps in that for me, but, um, yeah, we were meeting up down at Meriwether. Initially I wanted it just to be a guy's thing and just 
create a space where to introduce men to the idea that breathing and emotions are a really important part of your health. And if you want to perform physically, you need to have those in check. So, or in balance. So I was just trying to get as much of that out there for free to people just to build a little community event. And um, yeah, just things like that, providing value to people has been um, huge in having valuable clients come to me. I think, I, I can't remember, I think you said it, like the more value you provide to people, the more value you will get in return. Um, I, I don't know if I did, but it sounds pretty good. So <laughs> like, <laughs> Put your name after that. Yeah, quote yeah. So, so is that what you found? Like you showed up first, you know, the word that comes to mind is generosity, right? Like I always, my mom, my mom always used to hammer us on this, be generous, right? Like, like you showed up and you're like, okay, I'm doing this breath thing. It's free. You guys can come. We're going to talk about breath and how important it is. And that you just did the stuff first and then you found people starting to emerge uh, or were you like, directly contacting people how did that sort of look to i guess attract attract people in or what did that look like um yeah so initially i just showed up at the beach and the first first time i walked down the beach and said hello to this guy and he just kind of like brushed me and i was like okay he's not here for my thing <laughs> and then i just stood on the beach awkwardly by myself waiting to hope someone would turn up and we had a few guys come down and then just been trying to like if you get some value, tell, tell some people if it made you feel good. Um, and then trying to collaborate. I've, I, prior to lockdown, I had like three guys all planned to come down and help me run them and share their experience of breath work and just, yeah, trying to build it into community and say, hey, this is like a part of what I do. Mm -hmm. um, but to get the full experience, obviously, we need to work closely together in the gym one-on-one -on -one and um, we can attack your issues from all angles, but just giving them a free taste of what I do and sharing something that gives me so much value. Yeah, cool. And uh, what's the, when people work with you, what's that look like? You know, what's the, now that you've gone through all the, obviously the, the, the training and you've got your system or way of working with the client, uh, if they do come back, what does your process look like? How do you help people? What sort of outcomes do you work towards with them? Yeah, so I usually get people to uh, fill out a bit of paperwork initially. So there'll be some questionnaires and just some getting some information about their background, what their health or physical issues are and how long they've been going for. And then a big part of that is working out their, their mindset around those issues. Uh, and then from there, we do a physical assessment. So we do like postural, uh, core strength, and then like a comparative range of motion, like testing the flexibility from side to side and just looking for uh, different imbalances and uh, like dysfunctions. And then from there, I write them up a program and we'll spend sort of around the, the 10 week mark is a good, a good period of time because you're trying to correct imbalances that people have had for 20, 30 years, however long they've been alive. So it doesn't happen overnight. So around that 10 week period and um, 
yeah, work on correcting imbalances and also factoring in all those other areas of the health, the six foundation principles to help people make some corrections. And basically the idea is that I want to teach them a much, as much about their body as themselves, that when their little niggle pops up, they know how to fix it and manage it. Mm-hmm. And then through the strength side of things, we'll try and correct the imbalances to a point that hopefully those issues don't come back. Mm-hmm. But if they do, they're going to be on top of them so that it's not going to be debilitating. It can be pretty massive changes for people. Huh? I, I remember when I worked with Chris, like there was some, you know, people who would work with us for a while. And I remember seeing some big changes because once you start trickling into the lifestyle stuff and then people, you know, like, like we've all done at certain times in our lives, like, wow, this food feels better or this, you know, when I go to sleep at this time or whatever, and you start to build that awareness within yourself, it really builds a sort of a momentum. And I'm guessing you start to see some pretty cool results with these people, huh? Yeah, it can, and it can be huge changes. And that's one of the tricky parts because no, it takes a lot of energy to change your lifestyle and um, people can be pretty resistive to that. And like, I'll get all excited and be like, oh man, if this person changes this, 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 and this, like they're going to be so much better, but you just can't tell someone to, to turn their life upside down overnight. It's um, so that that's the tricky part of just, like you said, trickling it in and just making small adjustments. Mm. And um, so it that's, comes, it comes from within them. Yeah, that's right. Cause if you tell people to do stuff, like once you go away, they're going to not listen and they're going to go back to doing what they already did. So yeah, it's about those small changes and making them, what's the saying is uh, realize the benefits and make the benefits real. Mm. So show them the value in all these little changes so that they want to and they keep it up and it becomes a, uh, a lifestyle adjustment as opposed to like a little fad diet or a crash course or something that doesn't ultimately become sustainable. Yeah, yeah. What's some of the cool stuff that you're, I know you do a bit of BJJ and surfing, What's your sort of routine look like or what's sort of some of the stuff that you're into personally? Yeah, so prior to lockdown, I was getting into uh, yeah, Brazilian jiu-jitsu as much as possible. Um, I'm trying to surf once or twice a week. I've recently got the bug for um, diving and uh, spearing, getting some food for the family. But at the moment, it's just a huge juggling act of doing homeschool, <laughs> Mm. which I seem to be pretty good at teaching the kids to wag homeschool and we're just hanging out down the beach or in the bush. <laughs> um, but yeah, BJJ, trying to work out, trying to eat healthy. I think I realized yesterday the only thing I spend my money on is food. So I'm just always buying good food and trying to cook as good meals as we can. Yeah, that's cool. I was saying to somebody the other day, we were talking about this homeschooling thing and growing up we did homeschooling for for periods we went on to a boat and sometimes it'd just be dad and me for like three four months and the experience at the time wasn't always great like a lot of times you know i was like 12 or 13 or something so there's a lot of like you know you're butting heads a lot you're arguing a lot and he's trying to get you to do things and but anyway long story looking back even when those there was it was super clunky 
those were the best times through the whole school by a long shot. And it was crazy. You'd come back, even like you said, you know, not doing so much schoolwork, but spending time outside doing these different things. And even still, you'd come back and you'd be like six, 12 months ahead of the syllabus in school, just because you seem to be able to learn so much uh, easier in a, in a different environment. Yeah, absolutely. I always had this idea of homeschooling my kids and doing something like that, like getting a sailboat and going around Australia or um, traveling around in a camper van through South America. But uh, yeah, it, this didn't quite happen exactly the same way, not quite as romantic to just be stuck at home, not able to go anywhere or do anything. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think like if you look at the average day in a school, like the kids don't actually spend that much time learning stuff. It's more like socializing and playing and mucking around. So that's my, my side of things that I really want to focus on is getting the kids moving and doing creative stuff. Like, so we'll, instead of doing the schoolwork, we'll just go into the bush, have a walk, tell them to collect whatever they want and take some drawing stuff and say, now draw what you see, draw what you, is in your head, like do whatever you want, just be creative. And um, mm. that's been my kind of focus. There's a, painting up on the wall behind you or a picture on the wall behind you you guys have a little bit of art in your life as well too huh yeah so my wife is a artist she does all the painting so we've got heaps of her stuff on the walls as it sort of goes in between the studio gets stored in the house on our walls for a little bit until it goes off to its new home mm -hmm. so yeah we've got a constant rotation of art and kids artwork everywhere yeah it's great cool. yeah um cool man is there anything else that's interesting for you at the moment or that you're focusing on business wise or otherwise you want to dive into uh no not really i've um just trying to take each day as it comes and not get too much happening because it's so unpredictable at the moment with planning things and then realizing oh actually i've got the business and the kids this week at home so it's just kind of lowering the expectations and just trying to ride the wave at the moment yeah and what are you working on in the business right now is there anything coming up or events that you're doing uh well i was supposed to have another men's group this sunday but with lockdown and then i realized it's father's day i think we might postpone that one but coming up next month i think starting on october 4th we'll have to confirm the date uh, I'm going to kick off a gut cleanse and get a big group going and have a Sunday support session and just try to introduce people to the idea that dieting pre-summer isn't exactly a sustainable way to lose weight. Whereas if you can focus on doing, just getting healthy and looking after yourself properly, then that will be a, a result that will come and is something that you can maintain. So yeah, October 4th, hopefully that'll be starting. Cool. Um, but just got to finalize the details. Yeah, nice. And where do people find you? Where are you working from right now? Or what's the situation online, offline? Yeah, so normally out of Infuse Health in Adamstown, but with gyms closed at the moment, it's sort of variable. I've been working with people down at the foreshore at Warner's Bay. There's some pull-up bars and rings and stuff like that. And also at the netball courts at Charlestown. Um, yeah, I'm trialing a bit of an online thing over the next couple of days with people, but I uh, do a pretty thorough physical assessment. So that's 
kind of hard to do online, but um, trialing that over the next few days. So we'll sort of see. So watch this space there. Yeah. So if people, if people work with you, it's not just book in and go do a session, you do an assessment. There's some time spent up front together to sort of dive into all of this stuff in detail before you start. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Awesome, Ben. Well, it's been really cool to talk to you, but most importantly, it's been really cool to see the change over time and and start to see you getting out there. I see, you know, every time you, you drop a post on social or you've got a new event coming up or uh, a new offer, it's, it's super cool to watch. And yeah, really glad to hear that you're getting traction and people are finding your work, you know, because it's, it's important what you're doing. Yeah, thank you. Most of it's uh, all under your guidance. So thank you very much. I uh, know you're doing, you're doing great work, man. You just got to keep it going now. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, brother. Well, we'll get you back on. Uh, see if we can get you back on once lockdown is lifted and talk a little bit about the work you're doing out of Infuse and with the face-to-face stuff and how that's all going too. Awesome. That'd be great. Thanks very much for having me. No problem. See you soon. Thank you. See ya. That's it for this episode of the show. If you're a coach or creative business owner, head over to creativeclub.link and check out a bunch of free resources that we've got over there that you can download. And we also do business coaching so you can schedule a free zero obligations discovery call over on the site as well. Just click the purple button, go to creativeclub.link. And thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode.